everyone to episode 37 of Heidi and Huria's dissertation on Turkish pop culture. I am Huria. I am Heidi. And welcome to another episode. This week we are talking about Badgan, the woman of sorrow. Um, we wanted to do this show to dedicate it to Badgan and um, her life basically uh, uh, after the movie, the recent movie that was released as well. But also because um, we both like Badgan um, as a singer. Um, so just a quick bio on Badgan. Badgan, uh, born as Balgin Sarıl Mushaj on the 15th of July 1958, was a Turkish, a Turkish singer. She broke the sales records with her album Ajilerin Kadını. Badgan has become one of the symbols and faces of violence against women in Turkey or Turkey with her life and death. Her personal life was influenced in her gloomy sort of sound for her music and led to her success. Her husband highly sad best threw nitric acid on her face, resulting in blindness in her right eye. After that, she continued singing and chose to cover the blind eye with her long hair. She was subsequently murdered by Sadbest, whom she had divorced after releasing several successful albums. So if we want to talk about, firstly, her early life and career, uh, did you want to mention that, um, Heidi? Sure. So uh, you've briefly touched on it, but she um, was a pioneer in Turkish, uh, the Turkish arabesque genre. And yeah, she is often known as Ajilerin Kadına, which again was like the title of her album, because she used a lot of the pain in her personal life and reflected it in her music. Uh, And yeah, she had a beautiful voice uh, and she was professionally trained as well so she um didn't complete but she did study in um the Ankara State Conservatory um she played the mandolin I believe she played the piano as well and she had a beautiful voice Mm -hmm. um in in 1977 uh she took the stage at a nightclub called Feyman nightclub and Mm -hmm. she had gone there with a group of friends and she impressed the club owner so much that um, she began to work there and, uh, yeah, she um, rose in popularity. She started singing in um, Kuyubashi in Adana as well. So and that's unfortunately where she met um, her ex-husband and murderer. Uh, she, she met him through the fact that he would come to see her sing and uh, send her flowers every night and... Uh, Basically, he, I mean, there's no denying he he tricked her into marrying him, mm. set up false, like on the false pretense that um, he was a single man. He was not. He was, in fact, yeah. already married, had three children. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, unfortunately, it was very, like very early on in this relationship, it was destined to kind of... Uh, you know, end in demise, and it's really mm. sad to kind of see all those little yeah, um, like the little um, the clues that they had um along the way, right? Like because he um really gave up this um 
feeling of, you know, head over heels in love with her. Like it was like the, you know, the old Turkish movies of sending all these flowers without any any yeah. cards. And so she, you know, was in sort of this mystery of, oh, who is this person type thing. Yeah, there's a term for that. It's called love bombing. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's the terminology that I was trying to think of. So he literally was love bombing her and and showering her with all of this stuff, and then um, it it obviously led to them to falsely getting married the first time. So um, the first marriage was actually false, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And and when she found out, she had left him. And she continued her singing career as well. So in 1979, she uh, started uh, performing as an artist in Ankara Bashkan's Casino um, with very famous names like Bülent Arsoy, Ibrahim Tatlıses, yeah. So I was actually yeah. really shocked because um, Zeki Miren really loved her as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's lots of photos of him hugging her and stuff like that, which I had no idea about until I started researching for this. Um, but it makes sense because she was so popular at the time. So she was at the the, the big, you know, gazinos yeah. of, of that time and um, obviously we made friends with the, the big names. Yeah, exactly. Um, unfortunately, though, um, she came back uh, into contact with um, Sarves uh, and officially married him in um, January 9, 1982. Uh, again, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, it's hard to explain, but when he got his way, this, this person um, was very uh, quote unquote loving and showed her attention. And when he didn't get his way, he would uh, kind of try to sabotage her mm-hmm. or, um, make threats Mm -hmm. uh, and things like that so he'd always say like if you're not mine you won't be anyone else's Um, like really severe threats which obviously as we can we have already touched on he followed through with so Mm -hmm. um it's yeah so um at that stage she wanted to continue her um singing career which he would not allow so she leaves him at this point doesn't she Mm -hmm. Again, it's um, a similar – it's a pattern of domestic violence, isn't it? So Mm -hmm. uh, he is not happy with this. And on on October 31st, sorry, in 1982, he actually um, hires a known killer, basically. Um, He pays this person uh, 500,000 lira uh, to attack her, basically. So this person throws uh, nitric acid at, at her. Um, and as you mentioned, she was blinded in her right eye. Initially, she was blinded in both eyes. Mm. She gained vision in her left eye, thankfully. Uh, but, yeah, she had scars on her body as well as her face. Um, and she actually stayed in hospital for 45 days yeah. after the attack. So it was a severe attack. I um, read the interview of the actual surgeon and... Um, he did this surgery for free and used like basically um, skin from other areas that were 
healthy to replenish the the dead skin on mm-hmm. her other parts of her body so did a very incredible job yeah um and so from she continued singing after that yeah and just covered her right eye either yeah. with her hair or her um glasses at this point i want to um or a, like a patch or a eye patch yeah at this point i want to talk about a really um well sort of a funny story to to this um when mm-hmm. when i was young um my dad had lots of cassettes of yeah. her and um she used to always obviously cover that side of mm-hmm. her face and then i said to dad oh why is she covering her eye and then he's like oh because you know um her husband like through something on her eye and then it it sort of made her blind so she doesn't have an eye and I used to get scared thinking like just imagining that the space with no eye so I used to have like bad dreams about this lady (laughs) but this is like obviously when I was a kid but you know that's something Uh, something personal but I have a story of I actually have a story about her too friends I don't know. It just proves that I was a really weird kid, but um, <laughs> just, you're a weird adult too. I, yeah, I know. I haven't <laughs> changed, unfortunately. But my mum had um, cassettes of hers as well. Yeah, and I remember um, like vividly that I tell her to like put them away, and she'd be like, "Why?" And then I told her in my creepy, childlike way, I was like, "That was me before I died." oh my god she was like what and it's scary because bad gun died before i was born as well oh my god so so she was probably like i see dead people (laughs) yeah oh gosh can you imagine that would be so freaky i i don't blame your mom (laughs) she probably like hid them somewhere sorry i'm there (laughs) she probably hid them somewhere um but if it makes me think she must have been extremely popular mm-hmm. for our parents to bring very because you can't you can't bring much when you're moving to Australia, right? So yeah. in the limited luggage, Badgan made her way yeah. in, and um, they were listening to her here. So obviously, she was a very popular artist of that time, and mm-hmm. although died at the age of thirty, extremely young. Uh, definitely left her mark, didn't she? Yeah, definitely. Um, there was one quote, um, sorry if we're moving around a little bit, but uh, there was one quote I wanted to read from mm-hmm. uh, her sister about yeah. her mother and how she felt after Badigan had died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's translated into English. So obviously when it was first um, told it was Turkish, but um, she said, after that pain, my mother buried herself in the grave with her, as in my sister. Then she always wore black. My mother was talking to herself. Balgin loved coffee. After my sister passed away, my mother made two Turkish coffees every morning and talked to Balgin and then would drink her uh, Turkish coffee and then also Balgin's Turkish coffee. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, she used to pray until the evening in my sister's room that was covered with all her posters. And she used to say, you know, my daughter is afraid of loneliness in the dark. So they would spend like the whole night in front of her grave, just kind of sitting with her. 
Yeah. So it's to imagine that really, really pain. sad, isn't it? When I when I heard that too, I was really teary about that. You just imagine the you know we can't really imagine, but the pain that she suffered as well. Um, you know, and she was the youngest daughter. Mm-hmm. She was um, the youngest of seven. So. Yeah, so it's it's extremely sad for for that whole family. It's really sad because even years later, they're still dealing with this, uh, you know, scrap of a human being um, that took her life. The family is still yeah. dealing with this person. Absolutely. She actually has a cage around um, her oh burial no. site because he keeps threatening um against her yeah he he apparently said um something along the lines of i won't even leave your bones in the ground when you're dead yeah exactly and and here's the really frustrating thing and it's not only um this is not only about turkey because we see it in every single country Mm. uh domestic violence is Mm -hmm. you know a really big killer of women yeah it's really sad he was sentenced to 15 years for the murder you know what in the end he was only he only served like seven months in prison seven months now he's out and about living his life yeah Um, remarried has kids like he's living his life whilst she died at the you know ripe age of 30 yeah so it just it it really is not fair and uh, i mean like i don't want to give much airtime to him yeah. because this is about bad gan but we obviously have to mention the the fact that that this man is pure evil that he still got this vengeance and yeah. and says that he would do the same thing if it Psychotic. was yeah, yeah if it was today and um her brother actually said in an interview that I'm not surprised that nothing happens in terms of domestic violence in in Turkey if things like this are allowed. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to speak statistics, um, 392 women fell victim to femicide in Turkey in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, 61 women were killed um, via domestic violence in Australia in 2021. Mm-hmm. So these numbers are still very prevalent. Absolutely, this issue is still very prevalent in society. In fact, two two women have been killed already in, mm-hmm. in Australia in the first first month of this year. So yeah. this is absolutely ridiculous that we're sitting here in this day and age still talking about this when. These things were happening in the 80s when Badgan died. And the sad thing is, like, that mentality of, like, they, they, some, they, they think that that's actually something to, 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 you know, strive in a relationship for. No, that's actually so toxic. You should not be saying anything of that sort to anyone yeah no one owes you anything absolutely not everyone like deserves to live their life like no one should be controlling no one exactly like the the basic 
needs of you know safety and security and if you can't even get that in your own house like clearly bad gun couldn't and someone in the eye of a lot of people as well like this isn't mm. uh this isn't like some sort of domestic violence issue that was like you know um swept under the rug that no one would have heard about this was someone that was that new famous people that was famous, she was mm. selling um, record numbers of albums. Absolutely. Someone in the public eye, um, you know, just just gone, you know, in San Hayata. Kadarma, yeah, exactly. Um, on another funny sort of anecdote um to the side when when we were kids we thought um ajularan choju or was the song that emra had because when we were young obviously we were watching um kuchkem movies and then yeah. in, in the movie ajularan chojuyum he obviously sings that um song of bad gans but trans translates it to chojuyum instead of kadanium and um, so, like, we always thought that that was the case. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like years later, when I found out, oh, it's actually the bad gan, um, I was like, it sounds so much better from her voice yeah. too. Sorry, Emra, but it's the it's reality. Yeah, I don't like Emra. I'm not really a fan. No offense. <laughs> no, no. But that in itself, I think, is another episode to have the whole um i suppose like covers of songs the covers of songs but also th- that time where kids were made in mm. you know famous yeah child stars yeah that's child a good episode stars. i think that would be a good episode yeah. anyway back to our episode so subsequently um we mentioned that she went back to singing um and you know, rebuild herself basically from her ashes and um, how, so leading up to her death, how she was very, very, she became very, very famous at that time, mm-hmm. didn't she? So um, what was she doing? She 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 acted in a, one film mm-hmm. and how many albums did she release at that time? Do you know? So altogether, she released eleven albums. Mm. Um, Ajalet and Kadana, which was the album you spoke about, which was released in late nineteen eighty six, sold over one million copies mm. in its time. So that's really big numbers, especially Absolutely. in eighty six, where you know it's almost word of mouth. Yes, says TV, yeah, um, yeah. but people need to physically go into a store, buy those albums, yeah, and yeah, and listen to it. So uh, amazing numbers. Um, yeah, and she, you know, in like, in such a short career as well, she was able to fit so much in there. I was really shocked about that, actually. Mm-hmm. I was like, it sounds like she should be older from all yeah. the stuff she's achieved, right? Um, it sounds like she should be older, but she's not. So imagine... Just imagine, like, what she would have achieved had she lived to, you know, to become old. Yeah, I think. She first stepped on stage in 1977 and, unfortunately, she passed away in 1989. So, Mm. you know, that's like Mm -hmm. 10 years. And and she wasn't even performing for that 
um, for the whole of those ten years either. Um, She had to take time off. Um, She came back to it. She Mm -hmm. took time off again. She came back to it. So it. I think I was telling you before we started recording the episode. Like this is uh, an episode where there's so much to talk about and yet so little to talk about. Yeah. Um, Because it's literally just feels like. You just see a snippet of someone's life and it, unfortunately it's marred by everything that happened to her. But let's not forget how powerful her her voice was both, mm-hmm. you know, literally when she was singing the song and even now um, what she represents. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it, the talk about her is, I suppose, renewed with the with the recent mm. movie as well which yeah. um we have not watched uh and we deliberately didn't watch before we recorded this because we wanted to sort of research more about the facts on ourselves before watching a, a movie about it but we would be definitely interested in um anyone that's watched the movie what what are your views um i would love to hear what what you think yeah it was released in uh 2022 uh it stars actress farah zainab abdullah um who portrays Bagan in the film uh i really like yeah. her I yeah really she's like a very her. good actor she's a very good actress yeah uh, and i mean it's worth mentioning again like i don't i don't want to harp on too much but um there was actually one of the screenings was cancelled in Kozan, in the Kozan district mm. um, of Adana because that's where the perpetrator lives, that's where her murderer lives. And basically he's still threatening. He threatened the screening of that. Um, then the mayor of Kozan um, kind of backpedaled a bit and cited that um, violence was a reason behind cancellation of the screening and said, oh, you know, I shouldn't make my children watch this violence or have to explain this violence to them. We shouldn't be paying attention to this, <laughs> which is absolutely ridiculous because, yes, you should be paying attention to this. That's the most bizarre comment you could ever make. Yeah, so, again, it's so sad that even now her legacy – like people are trying to kind of stop mm. this progress and mm. like throw stones. It yeah, it absolutely makes no sense whatsoever. And the the producer of the show, the the uh, Mine Shangers, apparently uh, con- consulted um, Bad Gan's family uh, very closely whilst um, producing the movie. So. I um, doubt that, you know, I don't doubt that it's a very good movie and it's based on um, facts. So I I don't understand why it's still uh, that person wants to stop her legacy moving on Mm. um, and wants to go in front of television and, and, and actually still talk about how he would do the same thing had it been today. Like it makes no sense whatsoever. Um, but, yeah, she, like you mentioned, her voice is just, even now, like, all right, that's not a type of song that 
not type of song, but type of, you know, genre. genre of music that I used to listen to. But there were bits and pieces so um, that we used to get influenced. Like we used to watch, you know, Gurgriye when, mm-hmm. when we were young. And in that, um, Gullu, the lead girl, becomes a singer and she becomes an Arabesque singer. So then she sings a lot of the Arabesque music. So as a result, we used to... We used to try and be gulu when we were young <laughs> and, and sing the arabesque music. So even on my like playlists on Spotify, I've got some some of the Gurgiriya songs and some of the, the arabesque music of the time because I used to I used to like that. And um some songs from like Muslim Gurses or Hangenje by um I really love and enjoy listening to. Um, but it wasn't my favorite yeah. genre of music. However, that being said, she really took it to a different level, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and um, really made her performance and her her voice um, just become one with that genre. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, if you haven't listened to her music, we suggest that you do um, listen to Bergen. Uh Is there anything else you would like to talk about in terms of Bergen's life? No, only that, um, you know, we're extremely lucky to still have her music with us. Absolutely. Even though she's not with us herself. Yeah. So that being said, like no matter what um, – her perpetrator wants to do even in this 2023 um her music is living on mm-hmm. you know people are all over the world are watching bad game videos like if you go on youtube and there's there's actual videos that people have posted from around the world where they are talking about the movie bad again and that they're, yeah. they're actually watching it and they're commenting on the movie and and bad again's life it the legacy lives on yeah, so exactly she may have had a short life but she has left um a legacy that will continue and that being said um until next week Good to shoot us. Good to shoot us.